politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to fight for what matters. That is our life, our liberty, and our property here at CR Podcast. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back here for Tuesday, July 26th, always focused, always prioritizing like a laser beam. And that's why you guys tune in here, because I don't just do drive-bys, I follow up on what matters. One thing that bothers me about conservative media ever since since the advent of social media is that it's always about today's talking points, okay? Never about strategic thinking broadly, what are the most important issues, and every day you wake up, you drive that narrative, you make demands, you call the plays. Instead, it's just aimlessness, And it's interesting that now it's finally starting to become okay to say a year and a half into this, yeah, there's something kind of wrong with the vaccines, except there's not something kind of wrong. There was mass genocide that was committed through mass fraud. People belong in jail. And we need investigations into Pfizer and Moderna, not just Fauci. He's kind of a straw man at this point. Pfizer and Moderna and the FDA and CDC and liability needs to be imposed upon them. Immunity needs to be taken away. Today, we're going to have a special guest on from Argentina who was injured in the Pfizer trial at the largest trial site. And it will demonstrate, again, that they knew all of this from day one. It was a violation of the Nuremberg Code. This was Joseph Mengele from day one. Um, and when I say day one, I mean I mean 2020 not just 2021, they knew about the myocarditis, all this stuff, they covered it up, denied it. In his case, they actually uh, tagged the vaccine injury as COVID. So we'll talk about that coming up. Our sponsor today, look, as they screw with our medicine, it's funny, we're finding out more and more the Alzheimer's medications. We're finding out antidepressants. How much have we been poisoned? Well, Are they also poisoning our food supply as well? Those are really the two most important issues. The third would be energy, medicine, food, energy. This is what we have to talk about, not, uh, you know, these ephemeral talking points. But Moinkbox is an American small business. They've been farming for generations, and they deliver the best grass-fed, grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and Sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. The reality is 60% of U.S. pork production comes from one company owned by China. Increasingly, China, Gates, Klaus Schwab, they want to do to food what they've already done to medicine and make you reliant on their garbage, dangerous food that's a fortune and scarce. Well, make your freezer full of meat and chicken by signing up at moinkbox.com slash conservative. That's moink is an oink. And if you sign up now, you get free filet mignon for an entire year. That's the best tasting free filet mignon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time. So again, it's spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash conservative. Moinkbox.com slash conservative. Stop funding the food cartel and make sure you fund healthy, reliable, sustainable 
tasty, affordable food, which is something we're really going to need to focus on in the coming days. Okay, so folks, before we bring on our guest, I just wanted to say there's so much in the news on people suddenly dropping dead. Again, kind of an important issue, right? You know, life, human life. New York Post is out with an article on how too many naps could cause blood clotting and sudden death. It's very interesting. Too much exertion, too little exertion. It's out in the open. It's out in the open. So that's where it is. But again, I don't see Republicans anywhere fighting for this. They're going to pass this NDAA, which funds the mandates in the military, funds all the wokeness in the military, and they're doing nothing about it. They're going to fund the budget bill. And as we talked about yesterday, they're going to ban marriage in the states. So again, this is your Republican Party for those of you who will focus on the elections for the remainder of the year. And by the way, just before getting back to vaccine injury, just one other point on this ephemeral social media talking point business that even when Republicans finally do the right thing, they pick the wrong angle or they focus exclusively on the least significant angle. Uh, you know, there's a lot of news playing in, in conservative circles that Senator Grassley's office had a bunch of whistleblowers from the FBI reach out to them on basically showing how they were covering up the Hunter Biden scandal. And my concern is that the GOP is finally delving into the Hunter Biden scandal, but it's more from a talking point level to go after Biden, Biden this and Biden that. And by the way, that's stupid because you're helping your enemy at this point. Biden is so damaged, they can't run him. They're not going to run him. They want an out to swap him out, and you're just going to help him. I'm not saying we should defend Biden. I'm just saying at this point, the focus is not defeating Biden. Biden, the focus is defeating the policies that his carcass represents and that his puppet masters are pushing. So I don't want to hear so much about Hunter Biden's like criminal activity domestically. I want to hear about Metabiota and EcoHealth Alliance and his Ukrainian lab funding and what that represents. That's more important than taking out Biden is taking out the gain of function research. And again, you know, we'll we'll, we'll talk a little bit about monkeypox tomorrow. We're going to have Dr. Paul Alexander on. We've never had Paul on before. Epidemiologist, worked briefly in the Trump administration. And we're going to talk about monkeypox. But I am concerned that, you know, we now know that they were engaging in gain of function research at the Wuhan lab for monkeypox exactly a year ago, which, by the way, is when they held that tabletop simulation on a monkeypox outbreak last year. So while it is true that this is nothing, at at least as of now, nothing more than a gay orgy pandemic, which, of course, they won't tell people to have two weeks' time off from that, but you, you do have to wonder, why is this... More than before. I mean, the orgy has been going on for a while. Where did this come from? And did they have some sort of gain of function that they applied to it that that can make it spread more easily eventually? And what's the supposed vaccine they had ready? But anyway, this was in scientific article Virologica Sinica. It's a journal of Chinese Society of Microbiology. The authors talk about 
artificially engineering a monkeypox virus. And that journal article was submitted by researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Okay? And it was in 2021. In the study, we added the PADH1URA3 cassette to PGF as a negative selection marker and explored whether the dual selection system could be applied in TAR assembly. And they say monkeypox viruses are large DNA viruses. As a member of orthopox virus genus in the family Poxiviridae is subdivided in, is subdivided into the West African and Congo Basin clad. So there's different types, and basically they've been screwing around with it in the Wuhan lab. So I'm just telling you guys, it underscores the importance of rather than just sneering at it or dismissing it or making fun out of Biden and CDC with monkeypox, more seriously, we need to get to the bottom of how much we have funded this, where is it, what have we funded, shut it down, and everything we need to know. To this day, to this day, there's no demand of getting to the bottom of where COVID came from. Again, why two and a half years later is it still going around? Some of it's the more you inject, the more you infect. But a big part of this is the key to treating it most efficiently would be to actually studying what exactly their gain-of-function research was. Nothing short of survival of humanity depends on this. It's, it's kind of bizarre that there's no effort to focus on it. The rallying cry for this election must be to go after the American drug cartels, which are worse than the Mexican drug cartels, strip them of their immunity, do a complete audit of the vaccine approval and the gain-of-function stuff. Because this is insane. You know, Steve Kirsch pointed out on his uh, Substack. Three doctors at Trillium Health, Trillium Health in Ontario, Canada, died in a three-day period. All three were days into receiving their fourth COVID jab. And no cause of death was announced for any of them. So this is pretty crazy. Okay, it was a Monday, a Tuesday, and a Thursday. This is not normal. That's already... That's anecdotal, but it's anecdotal that rises to the level of, of, of craziness. And, you know, I'm looking at them, and one looks like middle-aged, and two look like really young, um, just their pictures. I don't, I don't see where it says their age on it, but they were young, okay? So three young doctors in one hospital die within a week, all days after getting their fourth shot. Again, this is of no surprise to anyone who has been following this closely. And you know what's interesting? The biggest thing is we've never done autopsies. Okay, I want to get to the autopsy business before we bring on our guest. But first, um, our guest segment is sponsored today by Birch Gold. With all the upheaval created by the endless spending and the stupid Russian policy created by, uh, by both parties... Gold is really the best hedge against this insanity. 
Um, again, it's it's food prices are soaring, and now we're, now we're facing stagflation uh, with with signs of recession as well. As inflation continues to skyrocket, the dollar will become worthless, and other countries are going to abandon the dollar as the reserve currency. And that's the end. That's the end ball game, by the way. So Birch Gold helps you not just invest in general in gold and silver, but convert an IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered account in gold and silver. If you want to do what I did um, every tax season, rather than putting your remaining money that you may owe the, go- the government into uh, the stock market for an IRA, put it into gold. Text Daniel to 989898. Why do I pick Birch? There's many other companies, but with thousands of satisfied customers, they've been around forever. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold, can help you protect your savings. Text Daniel to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. There's no obligation. It's all free. It will walk you through the process of converting either your 401k or IRA. Text Daniel to 989898 to protect your savings with gold. So I just wanted to say before we bring on Augusto here... Um, there's a good article out in, in a, a substack here from Jennifer Margulis. It's called Vibrant Life is the name of her substack. We should be doing autopsies on every single one. She quotes this Dr. Robert Lowry. He's a concussion musc- musculoskeletal expert. And she talks about an interview she did with him about an upsurge in young patients meaning people in their 20s, 30s coming in with neurological problems. And it's everything from severe headaches that don't go away to Bell's palsy to strokes. And again, we're talking about young people with strokes. And he he talked about a 2021 article in clinical immunology that analyzed vaccine injury data from Mexico the study authors found that about 1% of people who got the first dose of Pfizer reported adverse neurological events afterwards. Um, but he felt that that number is underreported by a factor of 10. Worldwide, some 12.2 billion doses of COVID-19 vaccines have been given out. 66% of people have received one dose. If two-thirds of the world's human population have received one dose, that equals approximately 5.3 billion people 1% of 5.3 billion 1% and again we're just picking one ailment we didn't get to cardiac 1% of 5.3 billion is 53 million people okay and that's just the short-term neurological issues that's insane and this doctor makes the point we've all been making so number one, he says the second shot is even more dangerous, as we all know. Um, after the second dose is when I see a lot of folks who come to me, they notice something within minutes of getting the second dose, something was wrong, it just snowballs down from there. Their immune system was essentially sensitized from the first dose, so when they get the second one, it's much worse. Then when it's the immune system that's been fiddled with, you get hypersensitive and you get a hypersensitive reaction to the second dose. It's like a bee sting. The first time somebody is stung by a bee, generally they don't have an allergic reaction, but people who are allergic to bee stings get sensitized by the first one, um, you know, and then they have the reaction after the second one. It's a very interesting analogy there. And 
the question is, where are the autopsies? I could tell you that Dr. Cole has done autopsies and he's seen spike damage everywhere. And he, he even did one on a, a young child somewhere. So folks, this is the thing. How could it be that we have thousands upon thousands of safety signals blaring and glaring and there's no effort anywhere to do autopsies? It's pretty amazing. So we're going to talk about this a little bit more tonight. Those of you who are not members of The Blaze, you could subscribe with 20 bucks off tonight, or you could do that right now. Promo code UNSAFE. That's the name of our broadcast. Sarah Gonzalez, Steve Days, and myself, and we're going to have uh, some video from Dr. McCullough. We're going to speak for about an hour and a half, which just scrapes the surface of vaccine injury and the evidence we've amassed so far so again, subscribe unsafe now, but let's let's talk about the origins of this. So there's an interesting clip from Dr. Fauci. This is from 1999 when he's being asked at a congressional hearing, hey, why can't we get an HIV vaccine? Let's just get one out on the market and people will be cured. And he actually gave a very interesting answer. Take a listen. Many scientists are beginning to believe that a vaccine against AIDS may be impossible to make and too dangerous to test. If you take it and then a year goes by and everybody's fine, then you say, okay, that's good. Now let's give it to uh, 500 people. And then a year goes by and everything's fine. You say, well, then now let's give it to thousands of people. And then you find out that it takes 12 years for all hell to break loose. And then what have you done? You see that, folks? You could have a vaccine that looks good, People respond well to it a year, five years, and after 10 years, all hell breaks loose. I want you guys to internalize and understand the point that Fauci made over 20 years ago. That a vaccine is something that tempers with your immune system, it takes a long time to get it right, and even something that looks pristine short-term Still, if you don't have long-term safety trials, it could turn out to be very problematic later on. With that in mind, I want you to think about where we are today. Where we are today. Where immediately when this came out on the market, in January, February 2021, VAERS started to blow up with thousands of categories of ailments, heart, neurological paralysis, blood clotting, immediately, okay? We're being told that this could happen down the road even if it's pristine at the moment, and this happened immediately. Well, indeed, when I say immediately, I don't just mean when it came out on the market, but I mean during the clinical trials. We've heard the story from Stephanie DeGary how they suffered a severe, severe paralysis, uh, um, a demyelination, inflammatory disease, from just the nerves attacking the body, terrible disorder that they knew about right away, September 2020. Pfizer never recorded it. They never corresponded with them. They couldn't get treatment, and they only got a diagnosis recently because they had a doctor that uh, just you know was free market, didn't take insurance, so they didn't have to worry about reprisal. Well, around the same time, this was going on in Argentina. And with us today is Augusto Rue, who is an attorney from Buenos Aires, 
who went through the phase three clinical trial around that time, August, September of 2020. And immediately he was injured in the heart, got pericarditis, liver damage. And his story in many respects might be the key to unlocking what Pfizer knew, when they knew it, and the scope and magnitude of the fraud we're dealing with and possibly any legal case that we could eventually put forward, forward against Pfizer, the keys lie in Augusto's story. Um, it's truly unbelievable how they not only refused to diagnose it as a vaccine injury, even though a doctor at the hospital diagnoses pericarditis, but eventually uh, they put down, once he got the notes from his medical record, they put down in those notes that it was COVID, even though he tested negative for COVID. They put down that it was some sort of mental illness, as we saw with the Daguerre case as well. This is really disturbing stuff. So with us from Buenos Aires live is Augusto Rue. Thanks so much, Augusto, for joining us today. No, thanks to you for your time and for this interview. Um, okay. Uh, we can start. And I, I admire you for doing this because I know it's tough, the language barrier, um, but it's important you get this out to an English-speaking audience um, because that's where all the censorship is, by the <laughs> yes. way. It's it's in the English-speaking media. So let's take this slowly. You, you got the first dose the end of August, uh, the second dose the beginning of September. Yes. Uh, did you feel sick after both the first and second or just the second? No, 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 no. Uh, I felt um, a little adverse effects um, when they applied the first shot on August 2020. I made this report um, to the laboratory, to the pharmaceutical employer uh, uh, in Buenos Aires, uh, but uh, the employer suggests that uh, please don't disturb me uh, because uh, I, I have a I, I interpreted that. Uh, because uh, her actions, it was uh, that place don't disturb to me uh, with a little other effects that you will suffer because you don't know if you receive uh, the placebo or the vaccine, mm. okay? Uh, but but uh, the most uh, several other effects uh, that I suffer, uh, it was uh, on the second dose. Principle. Got it. So after the first dose, the adverse effects yes. were more like fever, a general illness, right? Yes, like that. Yes, 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 yes. Like a little pain on my arm, for example, uh, in the sun uh, when they applied the, the first shot. And, uh, but the most, uh, but they increase the the adverse effects when they applied the second shot. Okay. September 9th, twenty twenty. Of course, you got the second dose. Yes. Um. When did you realize that this is not normal and there's something wrong with your body? Uh, three hours after uh, the second shot, I felt uh, that my fever uh, it, it was like a, an explosion in my mind. Okay, uh, almost forty degrees Celsius. I suffer, uh, but. Uh, on the second day, uh, when I pass the same fever or more, okay, uh, mm, when I was uh, in the bathroom, uh, my urine was really dark, like a Coca-Cola glass, and I felt like uh, my heart uh, explode like a balloon, okay, uh, and I drop 
uh, on the on the floor. Okay, in this time, I lost my conscience and I have a find. Okay, uh, so you lost conscience. Yes. Um, yes. So did someone find you? Yes, I find. Yes, 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 yes. I suffered that. And someone took you to the hospital. Uh, in the, the other day after my find, okay, uh, I was admitted in the hospital uh, in Buenos Aires City. And the name of this hospital uh, is uh, Hospital Alemán in Spanish. Um, that's right. Um, the doctors, they consider uh, when they 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 did uh, some some studies uh, about my, my my health and body, like a computer tomography, that showed that I suffer uh, a laminar effusion in my pericardium and mediastinum. Okay, and the doctors interpreted that uh, it caused the vaccine. Okay, the if you read the epicrisis. In Spanish, you will read uh, "efecto adverso a la vacunación," adverse effects that cause the vaccination. Uh, okay. So right away, um, they they traced it back to the vaccine yes. immediately because this happened a few hours later, and they found damage on the pericarditum. This is a pericarditis diagnosis. Yes. Um, very clear cut. It really clear, um, really clear. We don't have any doubt. But what happened? Now, in this time, I had a little suspicious because the the, the clinical trial is half blind. Okay, why uh, did subscribe in my epicrisis? Okay, that I suffer a several adverse effect that caused the vaccine because if the clinical trial is unblind, okay, my medical team. They didn't need. They didn't know if they applicate a placebo or vaccine. Okay. Um, I had a little suspicious that mm, it. So I, I think that is uh, it's not normal this situation. Okay. We should check that after after my my internation in the hospital. Okay. So you wanted to get it confirmed that you were indeed in the trial. Yes, yes. And I provide the telephone numbers from the military hospital, uh, the place where conduct uh, the clinical trial in Buenos Aires City. Okay. Um, I put uh, in contact uh, them um, with the, the employers or the people that work in the clinical trial with a sponsor, okay, uh, from the German hospital. Um, uh, from the German hospital to the military hospital, sorry, because m some people have uh, a little confused about what hospital conduct uh, the clinical trial. The clinical trial mm -hmm. were conducted by the military hospital, no the German hospital. The German hospital is the hospital that provide my private insurance in Buenos Aires uh, from my job. Okay. Sure. So you went, you got treated in a different hospital than the one that yes, conducted the clinical trial. And by the way, I forgot to mention, so our audience understands this, that is the largest trial site for Pfizer in the entire world. Yes, so that's what's very important. Yes, yes. That was almost 3,000 people. Uh, that conduct uh, uh, the Pfizer pharmaceutical uh, in the worldwide, it was in Argentina. Almost three thousand people, and and again, like we're gonna say, Fernando no, no 3, Pollock. 
4,000 and half, the first step, mm. and 1,400, the second step that I can explain about that. Okay. Um, but it was uh, represented the 13% uh, from the total members in the clinical trial in the worldwide. Okay. So that's a 13%. It's massive. Fernando Pollock, who is the trial administrator for yes. the Buenos Aires yes. uh, site, was the first name on the New England of Journal Medicine paper that everyone knows from December 2020 that said Pfizer was extremely effective, very safe. He was the first name on that. Yes. So that's so people understand the importance of your case was what we would say is ground zero yes. for the Pfizer clinical trial. So, so go on to discuss how you found out you were on, uh, you know, you were in the eventually in the uh, trial side of the trial, and what you found out they recorded in terms of your outcome. My recordings. Uh, did, did you refer? Or my? So you're my... saying it was never recorded? Yes, I have two recordings. That is very funny. Because I I detect a lot of violation uh, in the protocol, okay, in the clinical protocol uh, uh, in Buenos Aires. Um, one of them it was when my medical team from the German hospital they received an instructions from the military hospital about my treatment, okay, uh, and my treatment. Uh, my medical team they consider that they they should um, they should make uh, some test blood okay oh, blood test sorry um, about my antibodies if I get infected with coronavirus and for example uh, the the pericarditis okay pericarditis sorry uh, it causes but uh, COVID nineteen infection okay that is normal because some people. When they, they when they get infected with COVID nineteen, okay, um, the computerized tomographies, okay, sometimes shows an acute pericarditis, okay. And my medical team they consider, okay, Augusto, we should uh, make uh, a blood test about if you get infected with coronavirus before. Uh, uh, this vaccine, okay, or... To make sure it wasn't yes, caused by the yes, virus instead of the yes. vaccine. And what happened? Uh, the, the employers that works in the military hospital were conducting the clinical trial, okay, um, they, they made a lot of interference uh, to the German hospital. Um, they, they, they took a resolution about my case and made an order, please do not, uh, how they say, do not uh, approve uh, this uh, blood test because uh, this blood test will um, affect the arm blind in the clinical trial. Okay? Wow. And when I received uh, this email from the German hospital, and the German hospital they informed me that they receive a lot of people with the same symptoms, okay, in the clinical in the clinical trial from this vaccine, from this pharmaceutical, okay, 
Um, Did they give you a number of how many? No, no, no. Some nurse, she informed me that almost 300 people, uh, they were in the German hospital in, in the same dates, okay? Around September 2020 when oh, they were September conducting the phase three. Yes, trial, largest yes. clinical trial site in the world for y Pfizer. Yes. yes, they were saying you're not the first person. We're not surprised. I was not the first person. That that's correct. And mm. what happened? Um, I had a lot of discussion uh, with my medical team because my medical team in the German hospital they consider no, Gusto, you are good. No, 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 no. Please, I, I, I am not. Uh, I am not good. I, I felt tachycardias. Now I have a lot of fever. Uh, I have a persist persistence of my symptoms. Okay, uh, um, my liver uh, is don't don't work very well. Um, so your liver is damaged in addition to the heart. Yes, yes. In addition of the heart. Yes, yes. Is that correct? Um, I inform all over this situation, and I have a friend of mine that he works uh, in the public hospital in Buenos Aires City, and he made a blood test about my transaminases levels and show uh, that for me was not a new, okay, uh, that uh, the vaccine altered um, the transaminases levels, okay, that show that I suffer a liver damage also. Okay, because in the German hospital and in the military hospital, every time they try to cover up this situation about my liver, okay, about my liver damage. Um, what happened? When I could, uh, one of these conversations from the German hospital, I received three, three conversations. One of them, it was with Yvonne Name, a, a, a woman doctor that worked in the military hospital. Another of this uh, communication I received from Diego Wapner. Diego Wapner, he's a sub-investigator uh, in the in this clinical trial, okay, uh, that works in the military hospital, okay. He he worked. I I, I want to explain at, at the public that uh, it's confused the relationship, the legal relationship between the German hospital, the military hospital, and the sponsor. But I will explain in five or ten minutes okay no it's not a problem so again the military hospital is the site where pfizer yes. conducted the clinical yes, trial yes, yes and yes. then when you say the german hospital it's a german partially german funded hospital that yes. you got treated in which was a different hospital where they initially did diagnose you with vaccine yes. injury but it was the military hospital which obviously was involved in the trial that seemed to want to cover it up uh suggest that it was covid um that caused it and, and we'll talk about how you eventually discovered your records. You are a lawyer. You practice criminal law. And you were able to sue for that the following year. And you, were, you found out that it never said liver damage and pericarditis resulting from exposure to the clinical trial, the vaccine. No, it was, it was COVID or, or pneumonia or put, it, put in there. I, I do not know because it's very funny. Uh, because I, I want you to close uh, this argument uh, because it's sure. important. When I received this communication from Diego Wapner, Diego Wapner, he told me that one that occurred in the German hospital when I, when, when I were admitted, okay, uh, on September 
2023, okay, um, it was a man that suffered a heart attack. Four months later, I was uh, I had an interview uh, with a parliamentary in Argentina, and he requested a public information to the ATMAT. ATMAT is like the FDA in my country. Okay, FDA in my country is the Argentina Ar Medicines Argentina Agency. Argentina Medicines, a regulatory body. Okay, mm -hmm. um, the ATMAT responds to the Secretary of the Health Commission uh, from the Parliament in Argentina that they did not register adepts in the clinical trial were conducted in the military hospital. Uh, uh, D'accord? Uh, uh, okay. And what happened? In this inform, uh, the ATMAT, uh, they explained that we didn't, we did not register adepts with a natural cause or that caused the vaccine. Okay. And what happened? When I received this communication from the military hospital, Diego Wapner, he told me that that one person died with a heart attack in the clinical trial. Okay, mm, what happened here? In another communication, uh, Fernando Polak, I have the recordings of these communications, okay, for the public. If, and again, yes. for the public, Fernando Polak is the, the director trial director in Buenos Aires and is the number one name on that Pfizer's New England, England Journal of Medicine. Journal Medicine yeah. uh, newspaper. So he's he's very important here. Yes, it's, it's really So you spoke with here. him directly, and he's what did you say? Personality in Argentina and in the scientific world. Oh, my God. And so he's Pollack, big. So you got a chance to speak to him directly. Yes. And Fernando Pollack, he told me that I was to relax because – the people will born and the people will die. This is natural. Yes, I know, idiot. Wait, what's natural? That you got liver damage and heart damage from the shot? Perhaps, because he, <laughs> he could not explain really clear about this situation, okay? Uh, and, and you're about my age. I mean, at the time you were 35, you're 37 now. Um, so, and you were pretty, you know, pretty healthy, like, like any younger person you didn't have any major serious life-threatening conditions. Suddenly you have damage to two organs and he didn't seem concerned. No, 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 no. He was like a frozen, uh, in the communication, uh, like a frigid there. Okay. Uh, there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, but, uh, it was really important because he, he made, some mention, okay, about my case, that the only one uh, form to open the unblind, okay, because what happened? My medical team and a doctors that uh, they give me, uh, they gave me a treatment in the past. Uh, they they informed to me that Augusto is really necessary open the double blind, the unblind in your clinical trial because you need a treatment, okay? And we should take care of the impartiality about our treatment and we should work separate uh, from the military hospital, okay? The military hospital or the pharmaceutical, in your case, should inform about if you receive a placebo or vaccine, okay? Sure. And what happened? I made a complaint on September 24, 
to the ATMAT, the FDA in Argentina, okay, and they opened a file case in my country, and I had a meeting, uh, a virtual meeting, uh, by Zoom on October um, October nine, okay, twenty twenty, and. Uh, the authorities, the officials from the ATMAT, they informed me, I was to relax in 10 days. We will call again uh, with a response, a logical response, and we will support uh, you, okay? I did not receive a support from the officials in the ATMAT. I did not receive a communication from the, uh, from the ATMAT, any communication, okay? And, but... In the papers that I discovered, in a lot of requests that I made uh, to the authorities in my country, I I found one document uh, where the authorities in the ATMAT, they made an inspection uh, to the military hospital on October 15. What happened? In October 15, the officials from the ATMAT, they check uh, all over the documents from the raw data, the CRF, and they did not discover any deaths in the clinical trial were conducted in the military hospital. Okay, so uh, there are no deaths, even though no someone deaths. died of a heart attack. No deaths with a natural with a natural cause or that caused the vaccine. Okay, or from the vaccine. Um, when the FOIA uh, public all over the documents on May and June. In this year, uh, they public the CRF uh, data that it conducted in Ireland. This is company's icon, okay, in Ireland. Icon, sure. Yes, I they, they, and and they 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 contracted with the American cl uh, clinical trial sites as well. That that's correct. Um, what happened? If you put this this word that in these files that the FOIA public. On the website, you will find a woman that died on September 28. Suppose that with uh, this woman, uh, she received a placebo, but we don't know if uh, she received a placebo or vaccine. Why? They cover up this. So in other words, you're saying, just so it's clear for everyone, they inspected October 15, 2020, 2020. Um, and, and we now know that two, uh, more than two weeks before uh, a woman did die. We're not saying we know how she died, but but they were signing off on, on, on a reality that they claim nobody had died. Nobody who had participated in the clinical trial died of any cause, and that, in fact, wasn't true. Yes, and my question is a natural question. Why did you cover up this death if this person received a placebo it's not necessary to cover up this death sure <laughs> what happened here people die you know the people who died fernando pola and diego Wagner, they told me that that the people were <laughs> born and the people who died okay but my question is why did you cover up uh, this death if these people, if this person received a placebo, it's not lo it's illogical, okay? But you will see that they commit a big crime. Why? Because the authorities put 
another a false information in the documents that is a failed hold of the public instrument. Why? The public instrument in Argentina and in the in the legal matters in the in the worldwide show a presumption of the legitimacy. Okay, and it's impossible to affect this right principle. Okay, in Argentina, in the United States, in Canada, in China, in another part of the world. Okay, um, I told you that Diego Babner, uh, he referred about one death that occurred in the German hospital. But what happened? This death, it was a man that when he referred in the communication. We have in the papers that the military hospital and the ATMAT cover up another dead, okay? We detect two violations. One of them, a man that died with a heart attack until uh, September 23, 2020. Mm. We detect after a woman, after this communication, that she died on September 28, 2020 also. What happened here? Stop. I received uh, um, three days or four days after the, meet, the virtual meeting from the ATMAT, a letter that described Fernanda Polak, but without, um, in Spanish, uh, um, number of, uh, health, of his um, authorization that provide the Ministry of Health in Argentina. We have a number that you're a doctor and the doctor number uh, file is, sure. okay? Sure, he has a particular number, so you were given his number. Yes, without this number, uh, without uh, uh, a date uh, in this letter, the, this letter, it said, my name is Fernando Polak, I'm a doctor, and you receive a vaccine. It's not a document, it's apocryph. Because so you got like a letter form... Oh, you should know, Augusto, you were in a paper, the... A single paper. Thank a you. little paper. You were in the in the trial, yeah. um, which obviously was pretty clear to you. You were in the trial yes, um, because you so. don't just get pericarditis. I can but show. It was, it's a, it's it was clear to you. Paper. So, so, you so folks, you can't see this, but he's showing me a crinkled paper here. Um, and I could see it's just literally like a... Looks like a little typed letter. Yes. Um, when, when, when you when you when you write a uh, a lot later uh, with your fiance, fiance it's the same a fiance letter yes. exactly there was no the official letter letterhead it's, it's no official letterhead it's not a document that okay because no I definitely definitely see that so he informs you you were in the trial okay now now but what stop, I would expect stop. sure the only the only one. A uh, company institution that should make this document is the pharmaceutical, not Fernando Polak, not the military hospital. Why? What happened here is really important. That Fernando Polak. You're saying why did you get the letter as just a Fernando random? Fernando Polak knew who people received the vaccine and who people received the placebo. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Take it, take it slow. So I want to make sure because I, I, I'm just processing this now. So the the trial coordinator, yeah, and and he's going to be the guy that's going to be the lead author eventually of the study. He should not have access to 
the unblinding. Yes. Right? I mean, that's obvious. This is the but reason he clearly that Fernando did. Pollack subscribed a fiancé letter and not <laughs> one document. A fiancé-style letter. It didn't come from the the company. What It would have come from Icon yes, or from Pfizer. I'm lawyer. I know these rules and regulations. Sure. You, you should, if you want to open the double blind, if the pharmaceutical should open they in the in their big data, not in the CRF, in another data that they upload in another system, who people receive the, the vaccine and who people receive the placebo. Why? Because it's really secret. And this information you should you should project every time from the sponsor, the company that you 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 can subcontract in Buenos Aires or in another part in the worldwide, okay, from the officials. In Argentina, it's really secret. It's confidential, okay, this information. But what happened? You need a procedure, a, um, a process, okay, if you want to open uh, this, the, the this information. And the only one, the only one official that will open the double line is the pharmaceutical. And the process is the pharmaceutical work with the Argentinians regulatory with the ATMAT with the FDA in Argentina sure. and they subscribe one document with a signature from the pharmaceutical from the Argentinians regulatory medicines and they inform to the patient we, we will procedure to open the double blind because it was uh, it was voluntary from the patient or or because it was an order from uh, the medical team, okay? And the patient received, I don't know, the first dose on August 21 and the second dose on September exactly. 9, 2020. So you're the patient, you you were, and the you know, load, you were injured by and the load it. number is, and the load number is. And it would tell you the lot number, but here instead, it was an informal letter. Informally, from, yes. From from Fernando himself With an, saying, hey, by the way, you're in the trial. Apocryph document. It's not a document. It's a financial letter. It's, 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 it's literally a letter. Okay, so we're almost out of time, but I want to get to what you discovered later on in your record. So now you know your case was clearly tampered with. It, it, it's very it's, it's bizarre. And funny in the same time, uh, because I spent one year to have my medical records, okay, in my hands, okay. That when you read in the first time my this medical record, you will detect a lot of disorders on the dates, okay. I think that it was for one purpose, okay, to to make a disorder, and you can explain better than me, okay. Um, and and then I discover or detect three violations from the protocol. Another violations is a summary of violations in the clinical trial. Okay, and they put, they wrote that I suffer a COVID nineteen because my swab, my swab was negative. Okay. So, so just to make sure people understand that there's no language barrier here, you're saying that it said in the same sentence that you suffered from COVID-19 during that September, um, you know, mid-September visit yes. to the hospital. You you were suffering from COVID-19 
because the swab was negative. Yes, my swab was negative. It's really crazy. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> the scientific literature, it said if you get infected with COVID-19, it show um, a little particles, okay, uh, of this virus in your swab, and the doctor will make a diagnosis that you get infected with COVID-19, okay? You should respect uh, these rules, okay, from the scientific literature, okay? It's mandatory, but what happened? If I have, if my swab was negative, you should not make a COVID-19 diagnosis positive, okay? Because it's another failed of the public instrument. Because you alter the result of the swab to say that I have or, get, uh, or that I get infected with COVID-19, okay? And it's a very big crime. Why? Because when they register in the CRF icon, this information, they put that I get infected with COVID-19 and they cover up the several other effects that I suffer for example, my liver damage, my transaminases levels that show my blood test, okay, or my uh, computerized tomography that show that I suffer a laminar effusion, okay, uh, that uh, that show a condition that I suffer an acute pericarditis, okay. So that that those are very serious acute pericarditis. And instead, they said it was COVID, even though you tested negative. Yes. Um, and and by the way, you were experiencing symptoms for many, many months, and all the while, you know, there there was no effort to get you treated to study why the vaccine would cause that because they don't want to admit that it did cause it. So you're you're out of luck with that. Um, where did this diagnosis of um, mental issues come in. Would <laughs> um, you inform who is Fernando Polak? Who is uh, what specializations uh, does have? Please, do you know he's a pediatrician? Fernando, I think he's a pediatrician. Yes, and infectologist. No, sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so he studies diseases. Um, a virologist and and pediatrician, but he became a psychiatrist. Yes, psychiatrist diagnosis that uh, the Ministry of Health did not authorize uh, from them to make uh, this diagnosis. Okay, why? He's not a mental illness professional in Argentina. Sure, he's not a mental health person. Yes, he's not a mental health person. In Argentina, we have a mental illness law that protects the patients, okay? And if you want to, to have this diagnosis, you should make an interdisciplinary team, okay? Uh, you should have, um, I don't know if three, three to seven members, okay, uh, that, uh, that have a, how do you say, a title, okay? Uh, a mental illness professional, okay? That represent a mental illness professional authorizations from the Ministry of Health, okay? Uh, a document that say you are a mental illness professional and you will make this diagnosis, okay? In my case, 
we need, I need, sorry, uh, a signature. Well, what type of mental health problem did they member, say? Okay. Mm -hmm. What type of mental health problem did they say you had? Several anxiety. Anxiety. Oh, anxiety. anxiety so, sorry. sorry. Oh, wow. Anxiety. Wow. Sorry. So, so I've heard that. Be for the, for no, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. Anxiety. That's the one they do because, see, they can't say you're you're seeing illusions or things like that because I mean that that's ridiculous. But anxiety is something that you could say anxiety, anyone that yes. that you know if you if you if you have a damaged liver and pericarditis and you have fever, you had fever for five months. Um, you know, straight after that, well, yeah, you could technically say someone has some anxiety no, from it. No, but in the, my medical team, they practice mm. um, a blood test from my serological infections, for example, that I would I would have, okay, but it it not show any any virus in my blood, okay, because we we. Um, we confirm, we confirm, sorry, that the vaccine caused the acute pericarditis, okay? Because they made a lot of dead blood for this diagnosis. Blood test, sorry, for this diagnosis. Um, what happened? It's, it's, it's really funny and bizarre at the same time. Do you remember that I made uh, I made record from these conversations, no? Uh, yeah, so you have a you have a phone recording of the yeah, conversations with Fernando. I have the phone recordings. Uh, in the same day or uh, before the, the inspection from the ATMAT, Fernando Polak put in my medical record. It's very funny because in the virtual meeting that I had uh, to the ATMAT, I request some points. One of these points, uh, it was. Please, I don't want another communication with Fernando Polak because Fernando Polak is really aggressive with me. Um, he, I, 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 that I don't like because I need a medical support, okay, from my these several adverse effects, okay, and I don't want to have any discussion with him. And the Atmat, they took a resolution in the same moment and said, okay, Augusto. Uh, we we respect your your resolution, your 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 voluntary, okay, and we will communicate this this your decision to Fernando Polak. October 14, six days after, uh, five days after, sorry, uh, this meet virtual meeting, Fernando Polak he put he wrote in my medical record that he called me by phone again. This communication doesn't exist, okay. It's very simple. <laughs> so he made it up, made up a phone call. It's very, it's very, it's very easy to prove, because it's very easy to prove that this conversation doesn't exist on my phone. Um, Fernando Polak put that in the communication. He detects that I suffer and several anxiety. No, how do you say in English? Anxiety. 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 This is unbelievable. Yes. He's saying that. <laughs> Anyone who gets in their way has anxiety. Anxiety. Yes, yes, yes. But oh my god! What happened in the CRF icon? He uploaded this mental illness diagnosis, and he put that the pharmaceutical approved this mental illness diagnosis because they consider that means my mental illness diagnosis is constitutive and not. Presentive. 
that I'm how do you say that I'm like a killer, okay? <laughs> it's, it's very funny because if you want to make this diagnosis, you should prove for this diagnosis and you should respect the scientific method. Okay, what say what do say the uh, scientific literature in the worldwide? You should create a mental illness team and use the uh, scientific method with a with an interdisciplinary team, interdisciplinary team uh, with nurse, uh, psychologists, psychiatrists. Sure. Okay, and then you can make this diagnosis. Okay, but Fernando Pola, he's like a a witcher. Okay, and he discovered by phone. And because he's a pediatrician and he infectologist, and he discovered that my mental illness is through a fake phone call discovered he had a mental illness. Yes, but they view see if you believe that the vaccine could have injured you, you have a mental illness. That's essentially what they're telling the world. I, I wish we had more time. I want to um, just end with two things because because we're running up against a clock here. Number one. Didn't you fill out a VAERS report? You know, it's not all from the United States. There are some international ones, and you tried to fill one out, and then uh, it, it you never found it in the yes, system? Yes, I detect in the CRF icon, for example, a lot of cases that some people, when they detect that they suffer, you do have three levels in the several other effects that you will register in the CRF, okay? The raw data. I, I, I can explain at, at, the, at the public, okay? <laughs> more easy. I, I want to resume. You have B1, B2, and B3. B1 is like a, um, how they say? It's a little, little bit several, a little bit other effects. B2, like a headache, fatigue. Yes, little pain. Feeling tired. Little fever, perhaps. B2 is moderate. Okay, and B3 is a, is a hard uh, several other effect. Okay, a strong several other effect. Uh, severe, yeah, severe damage. Yes. Obviously, I would say the something damage. like pericarditis, pericarditis and liver damage. Syncope, I don't know, um, because I'm not a doctor. But I detect when I put how many people, for example, in my country suffer uh, and several anxiety, okay, anxiety, sorry, and I detect that nine people suffer a several anxiety and they suffer a V2 moderate several other effects. It's very fun because my question is, these people cover up uh, moderate several other effects, but because they put that they suffer a several anxiety or these people suffer really a several anxiety that would, would have a relationship uh, with the with the vaccine, okay. This is my question. But what happened when I read the final CRF report? It was the same situation like my history. They hmm. cover up the V two several other effect. Unbelievable. So it yes. disappears, and we've heard it here as well that people's VAERS reports disappeared. Sometimes the numbers slide backwards. I was just talking with Dr. Jessica Rose about this with the military 
Uh, there's reports the deaths went backwards instead of forwards. I mean, this stuff happens. What you see is a cover-up at a systemic level every which way. Just in the remaining two minutes, could you just explain where your health status stands now? Uh, are you still suffering from the adverse effects of the heart and liver damage? Uh, I say that uh, I explain a lot of people in my country or in another interviews. I have this diagnosis, but I lost my I lost my treatment about that because my private insurance that provide my job they consider that it was an irregularity that uh, from this clinical trial were conducted uh, in the military hospital and it's a responsibility from the sponsor uh, cover and pay all over the bills from my treatment okay and um, it's really important. So, so in other words, because, uh, yeah, we're ju- just out of time here. I just want to sum up here. You're saying they ping-ponged you back and forth. The clinical trial coordinators are saying, wait a minute, this had nothing to do with the vaccine, so therefore it doesn't get recorded, and they get to publish the New England Journal of Medicine. Your pericarditis, your liver damage never existed, just like those two other deaths you discovered never existed. But when you come to get treatment— the insurance company says, wait a minute, you signed up for a clinical trial. You were damaged by the shot. So you're, you know, it's not part of your actuarial health risk analysis that they cover because you breached that by getting the shot. So, I mean, I shouldn't be laughing. It's terrible. Um, we got to get you some treatment here in the United States with some of our good, you know, better doctors that are trying to to treat this. But it's terrible. You got no help, no diagnosis. No. They have it both ways. And you're still to this day. So on my age, suffering from this damage, you know, we got to get that taken care of. We got to get you up here uh-huh. to meet with some some of our, our uh, senators. And they do uh, to- every time because they wrote in my medical record that I suffer a mental illness oh my diagnosis. Gosh. Okay, and when you when you made some complaints in Argentina to the ATMAT, FDA in United States, MIA, the European Union Medicines Agency. Okay, uh, when the officials from this institution request information about my situation, the military hospital, they inform every time that I suffer a mental illness diagnosis, okay? Wow. And they did not know, and they don't, do not know that I, I, I'm not suffer, suffering a mental illness oh diagnosis, okay? so, so, so they have to treat because mental illness instead of- They did not of... respect the regulations and the rules to detect that, okay? This is this is just really, really sad. We have to do a follow-up on this, and I'd really like to get you in front of some other people um, you know, in our political system because I, I feel you hold the keys to many of, or if not all of the different ways that Pfizer and their subcontractors engaged in fraud. And this is a global fraud. You in Argentina, it affects everyone around the world. This We truly are all in this together, but not the way that some of the politicians said it. Um, we wish you well and a speedy recovery. And again, let's get this out. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Daniel. So, folks, again, that was Augusto Rue, a criminal law attorney from Buenos Aires. I, I do apologize. You, know, you never know um, when you deal with 
a non-English speaker how clear it will be. So I know it was a little bit of a challenge, um, and it's certainly a challenge for him to give this over to an audience in another language. Uh, but but again, I mean, just the gist of it is the guy is a young guy in his 30s, gets liver damage, pericarditis. Um, seems like some other related issues as well. He had fever, high fever for five months. He 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 desaturated one time. He still has he still has issues with shortness of breath. I mean that that type of thing creates a cascading effect for a lifetime. And to this day, he can't get treatment because they diagnosed it as COVID and anxiety. Um, even though the original doctors obviously said clearly it was from the vaccine, it was hours later that it occurred. So they 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 get him in both directions. They they don't record it as the vaccine on the trial, but it's the vaccine with regard to insurance. They're covering it, and and there, you know, if you're without private insurance, I mean, the public system is is horrendous in uh, Argentina. Um, again, this is the ultimate pro-life issue. It's, it's, I feel bad it was funny, but it's, it's so sad. Um, this is the type of person who needs to be flown in by members of Congress, by Republicans if they want to take over. This is the type of person who should be there for a Nuremberg trial um, because I really do believe in. He has the evidence. He's a smart guy. He's a lawyer. He has all the evidence that show multiple devastating commissions of fraud that that lie at the heart of the Nuremberg Code. They literally treated people like lab rats. They knew it caused problems, and they covered it up, and then it's literally like a science fiction movie. Anyone who is against the state, and not even against this, I mean, this guy signed up for the clinical trial. He thought he was doing a good thing, and then he gets injured, so suddenly he becomes a problem. You are a threat to yourself and to those around you. This is truly sick times we're living in. And again, this was the largest clinical trial site. Um, and the the coordinator, Fernando Pollock, is the lead author of the original Pfizer phase three findings in New England Journal of Medicine. And this is where we are. It is truly, truly disgusting. And the the doctors there, because again, he went when you heard him say the military hospital, the German hospital, military hospital is the one that conducted the clinical trial, or at least that was a site uh, the German. I guess they call it that because it gets like foreign funding, German funding. That's where he got treatment because that's where his insurance was. So that German hospital seems to have treated a lot of people around the month of September um, it's a very interesting thing because we wouldn't have known it back then because the vaccine wasn't publicly released and all the hospitalizations were being you know, focused on COVID hospitalizations. But very interestingly enough, the hospitals were filling up during the clinical trials. The, the, the breadth of this degree of fraud and genocide is is literally on par with the Holocaust. If I would have told you that one day bin Laden will unleash a virus that kills a million and injures millions of others, um, unleash a vaccine for it that makes the virus worse and then injures um, millions of people around the world and kills really, I mean, I think at least several hundred thousand in the U.S. And they knew about this, meaning it's not like there was a surprise. The extrapolation of the numbers that we're seeing now were evident. The death, the neurological damage, the cardiac damage, that was evident in the clinical trials everywhere. Um, truly a riveting story. 
And I, I feel horrible for him. He has not gotten treatment to this day. He still suffers from it. And um, th- th- this is, it's just, again, this is why I can't move on from this issue. But tonight, we're going to have our special promo code unsafe if you're not a Blaze subscriber. Uh, you could also subscribe through CR Socks, both a subscription to C- uh, uh, the Blaze. And if you go to blazesocks.com, you can get our patriotic socks with uh, really cool messages on them, American grown cotton and spun supports 1200 american jobs so make sure you go there um i know you know i haven't covered a lot of the other news i usually like to but you know we're trying to have on important guests so you know i'm sorry if you couldn't understand every every word um but i think you get the gist of it this was a premeditated genocide we promise to get to the bottom of this we will not rest um, but you got to send this to everyone else. People need to hear this to make sure they don't get this shot or anything else. Pfizer is pimping at this point. There's so many more coming down the pipeline. This is just the beginning. This is the issue of our time. Folks, tomorrow we're going to have Dr. Paul Alexander on. Let me know your questions. Till then, God bless y'all, and thank you for listening. Thank you.